Hello and welcome to the Dubai Renovation Podcast. My name's Dan O'Rourke and as promised, we are not in studio this week. Uh, the production team's been traveling around England and getting to spend some time with some of the Dubai Renovation parishes. And at the moment, we stopped at one of the parishes that, that uh, we've been working with for a while and that's Father James Mackay, your parish. We're right here. Yeah. It kind of feels special. It's good to have you here. <laughs> well, thank you for being such a wonderful host. And I'm so glad that you were able to bring in uh, two of your, your senior leadership team members. You kind of walked them down the hall and, and you said, these are two people, they're really cool. <laughs> and, uh, and, and you know, we, ever since then, we've had a, a wonderful chat and I just, I'm so thrilled that you're able to join us. So Liz, thank you for being on the, uh, on the podcast today. And Nicola, thank you for being on the podcast. You're welcome. Uh, so I, I imagine one of the things that, that uh, parishes are, are, are interested in is a little bit how your senior leadership team works. So why don't, uh, Father James, why don't you explain a little bit about your structure around your senior leadership Okay, team. great. Well, uh, the structure as we have it now is something that's evolved over uh, the last year. Um, we kind of grew out of uh, our time together uh, through the Alpha experience and, and by the end of the first Alpha experience we kind of formed the, the, the team that we've got now. Uh, so that's uh, Nicola, Liz, uh, Bernard and, and Jordan. Um, now we used to meet uh, once a month as we kind of started to dream the vision together and put that together. That became once a fortnight as the work increased and now just recently we moved to once a week. Once um, a week. Uh, because you know, decisions are coming thick and fast as, as things mm. uh, uh, pace up and I need these guys in my corner uh, to help to make those big decisions and, uh, and we hold each other accountable uh, for that. Uh, so the format at present, um, we may move to twice a week, you never know. Um, <laughs> Is we get together at uh, 7.30 every Monday evening and, uh, and we're normally there for a couple of hours at least. Um, uh, first thing we do is uh, we pray together, uh, we share our highs and lows of the week, you know, what's been going on. Uh, it's a chance for us really to, to kind of open up and just say what's going on in our lives and um, a real chance to, 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 to be vulnerable, you know, because you know, if, you've had a, if you've had a bad week, you need to share that. And if you had a good week, it's great to celebrate the wins as well. And uh, that's always one of the highlights of the meeting for me, you know, um, it kind of gets us all smiling and all on the same team. And if someone's going through a tough time, it's a real time to, to pray. It's, I think it's kind of formed a real bond of love between us. And right. I definitely, for my part, feel that. And, uh, and I feel such great support in them, uh, in, in what we're doing here. It's a, it's a pretty big time commitment though, isn't it? Like, I mean, like Liz, you're not on staff here. And so, so you're, you're showing up every, it was it Monday night? Every Monday. And for, for, for two hours, uh-huh. and you're hanging out here with this guy. <laughs> <laughs> does, it feel like it, does it feel like it's a lot to give? Um, it is a lot to give, but we do it willingly because we buy into, buy into the vision. Um, it's good for us to, to use the skills that we've got to make that achievable, to make right. that vision achievable. And, we come from a wide variety of backgrounds, professions, um, and collectively it works. That's excellent. Nicola, what about for you? Do you feel like it's um, heavy lifting or is it something you're happy to be doing? I, mean, I wouldn't say it's heavy lifting. It's something that I'm, I'm happy to do because uh, you know, the, the mission is important. It's something that I've personally bought into and I believe in. So to be able to to work to achieve it is um, a blessing, really. So what are some of the things that are happening in your parish right now? Describe your parish for me. What's going on? Oh, my wow. gosh. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> OK, so, uh, so as usual, Alpha is always running. You know, so uh, we've actually just uh, started, we're just about to start something new, mm-hmm. uh, which has been an outgrowth of a really successful um, approach to our first communion program. Uh, we kind of we stripped it down and built it up from the bottom up and made the focus uh, discipling the parents. 
Um, so kind of putting the parents first and, uh, and just making sure the children uh, learned all they needed to learn to be ready for First Communion, but really focusing in on the parents. That's a big deal. That's a big deal. And uh, it really was a, a success uh, beyond our, our wildest dreams. Uh, first, we went up from around 50 average families. On average, we get 50 a year to 90. Mm. And, uh, and the parents have just kind of, they've just, they, there's something wonderful's happened. They've really got a lot out of it. And uh, so we said in the last couple of weeks, or you know, I said, and then I kind of persuaded everyone else, you know, guys, we need to, like, we need to hold on to this and, 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 and run an alpha for these parents because they're, they're ready for it, you know? Uh, so we're getting ready to run that. As soon as, um, as the First Communion program's finished, uh, we're getting ready to run alpha for the parents, same time as the First Communion program is, so it's kind of not out of step with their routine and also uh, a time uh, for the children to play. So we need to start a youth club for them, uh, sort of training them in ministries because we've got every child to volunteer for a ministry, mm -hmm. uh, whether it's serving or ushering or reading at mass. So it's time to train them. Uh, so that's a big operation that's taken up a lot of, uh, a lot of time at the moment, as well as um, our, our, our approach to uh, the confirmation program. We don't have a confirmation preparation as such because uh, we, don't, we don't promise a sacrament before a young person has, has really entered into their relationship with Jesus. So for that uh, purpose, we, um, we run Youth Alpha, and those who come through that, um, those who, are, who feel discipled, who feel that they've deepened in their relationship with Jesus, we say, we now would like you to think about confirmation. And um, so it means <clears throat> that actually the young people who go forward are actually fired up and the fruits of that have really come forward from this year because um, last year when we started doing it that way, uh, myself, Jordan, Sean, we ran Youth Alpha and made it work. And, um, but from that first experience, we had about 10 young leaders who now run Youth Alpha for their peers. And, and, those, and so they're the team who feed into us, okay, who's got promise, who's got leadership potential, to the point where uh, our praise and worship, which we just started this year once a month, uh, it's going to be on Pentecost this year, and we're going to pray over uh, the candidates for confirmation, and it's going to be preached at by a 17-year-old girl who was confirmed last year. So this, this pipeline of leadership is just kind of ongoing. Um, <clears throat> while that all runs apace, our Connect group uh, is, is, again, for me, it's one of the proudest achievements of, of the parish. Yeah, so well, the last time when you were on the podcast, you shared you had just launched your first yeah. Connect group. And uh, Nicola is, in fact, uh, the, the, the leader of the first... Where are you? The, I didn't the, know that. Yeah, she's the leader of the first uh, Connect <laughs> oh, group uh, in wonderful. the parish. Yeah. And uh, she's, uh, she's done an amazing job of that, as have uh, her team. And well, yes, why don't you uh, speak Patricia. about it a little bit? How's that Connect group yeah. going? Oh, gosh. Um, I mean, I remember when we used to sitting around the table and talking about Connect groups. And, uh, and I think from then I was so excited to to be able to start the, the Connect group. So, so when we first um, said, okay, let's, let's put a date in a diary, uh, for me, that was like something that I was really excited about. And then we started looking for other leaders and within the parish to help run the Connect groups. Uh, so we found Agnieszka uh, and Patricia, and they've just been amazing. And you know, we've just seen them grow as leaders mm -hmm. as we've um, started to run the Connect group because they were a bit reticent in the beginning. They didn't really think that they were um, good enough to be able to, to be leaders. But I, you know, I, just, I could feel it. I, I just knew that you know, they would do an amazing job, and, and they have. Mm -hmm. And you know, our Connect group is growing. Um, you know, everybody there just loves it. 
you know, when they come to to help to the you know the house and, and we have our meetings, it's just you know, sometimes they just don't want to leave mm -hmm. because they, they they enjoy it so yeah. much. So it, it's now where you know we feel we are a family. You know, we we, we feel genuine love for each other. And there's that support, and I think it's just going to grow from strength to strength. So it, it's it's just been an amazing journey, you know, seeing it, you know, from you know, from when we were sitting around the table and just talking about connect groups, yeah, and and now we've actually got our first connect group up and running, and everybody's loving it and, and enjoying it. It's just that's yeah, awesome. amazing. Yeah, we're really going to have to start thinking soon about the second one because we, you know, the membership of that one is huge. Yeah. You know, so. How many people are in it now? Roughly. So we've got about um, there's about forty about forty six members of okay. the Connect Group, but um, not everybody is able to come to every meeting. So about every meeting we'll have about maybe twenty five people wow. that, that yeah. come. That's a great number. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And then forty plus already in terms of the actual well, yeah, you are going. How, how would you make a decision like that? So how are you going to make a decision about whether you launch another Connect Group? Well, first, it's, it's, it's the leadership, you know, like you, can, you can't, um, you know, unless you've got a solid and stable leadership who are really kind of committed to, uh, to running that connect group long term, uh, you can't move. And it doesn't matter how long you have to wait. I think you have to wait until, you know, uh, we can discern, okay, are, are there four people who we can, who we can bring along, uh, prepare, form and support uh, to run the second connect group? Um, so that's what we're looking at at the moment, like looking around the existing Connect Room leadership, you know, uh, so existing Connect Room membership and saying, okay, who among these people could we bring out and, and spend time with? Then there's the challenge as well that, you know, like when you're in a Connect Group, um, you obviously get quite attached to the yeah. people you come, come with. So you've also got to look for the kind of person who's willing to say, you know what, you know, as much as I love my Connect Group, this is important and we're going to start a new one. So that's really what we're thinking about now, particularly with this uh, daytime alpha starting and the kind of the size of the existing Connect group um, and the fact that there are probably people who've come through alpha we kind of still have to chase up and say, you know, you, you want to join the Connect group? So, um, so it's something we're going to have to look at over the next few months with a view to perhaps September or October and launching another one. But leaders first. Excellent. Help me understand the dynamic between between all of you. Like, what's it like when you're when you're at your meetings, you're discussing things like connect groups or whatever it is that you're, you're wrestling with. What, what are those meetings like? Buried. The interesting. Um, none. I don't think any of us are afraid to to voice our opinion. Mm -hmm. Uh, but in total respect for everybody else, um, because we know by putting all those, all our thoughts, all our ideas together, the right idea is out there, the right solution's there. So mm -hmm. I think the strength mm. of the individuals mm. really makes it work. Yeah, I think what I've, what I've noticed uh, over time uh, is that like in the early Connect Group meetings, I noticed that I was doing a lot of the talking, you know what I mean? It's kind of feeding in and the vision. But uh, as, as we've grown together, it's, it's kind of nice to kind of take a back seat mm. and, and watch the conversation flow and see things come out of it, do you know? And uh, it's, kind of, it's kind of how I hoped it would be that, you know, that, uh, that we'd all feel so empowered and safe to be able to say, okay, yeah, this is what I think, you know, and, uh, and, and know that it's gonna be valued 
but also feel secure enough to accept that you'll be challenged on that as well. And I've definitely been challenged uh, sort of on, on, on my views of how things should be. <laughs> I'm looking at your laugh. Sorry. But that's good because again, like you, you, want, you don't want your opinion to win the day, you want the best decision to be made. Now that obviously falls on me at the end of the day, but it's, it's just such a relief to know that it doesn't all depend on just my, my one way of seeing things actually from a, a variety of angles, we can come to a better decision. Uh, one that's going to work for, for the whole parish and the mission. A lot of the parishes that Divine Innovation uh, works with and, and uh, interfaces with, I mean, we always say, you know, ideally, your, your senior leadership team members, that, that ideally, they'd be on staff. Now, the reality mm -hmm. for most parishes is that that's just not possible. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, finances, or, or, or they don't even have the right kind of people on staff for mm -hmm. that kind of a meeting. Uh, and so what's, what's fascinating being here and being able to spend some time with you is you've got, you've got lay leaders on your SLT, mm -hmm. right? Like, and and they're, they're, they're lay people. Mm -hmm. And they're, so like, that, that seems to, that's an interesting chemistry that it creates. Mm -hmm. And so what would you, how, as a lay person, I'll ask both of you, as a lay person, what's it like to be in a, a, a senior leadership role at a parish? There you go. Okay. Um, <laughs> Even though it's not a paid position, um, in a way that works um, because it's not a job. It's not something that we have to do. It's something that we want to do. Uh, money is money's good, <laughs> but um, we all, I think we all invest in what we're doing. We're using our skills in what we're doing because we want to do it, not because we have to. With jobs, we have to earn money to live, to feed our families. This is something that we want. We want to do, not just for the parish, it's for God. What we're doing is for God's work. Mm -hmm. mm. Father James, when when you were selecting, um, when you were trying to assemble your, your mm. SLT, how did you decide who you were going to select? Like, what were you looking <laughs> for? Yeah, it's funny because like if you'd have asked me a year ago, I'd have had a clear answer. You know what I mean? Like, oh, okay, that person for that gift, that person for that. But um, kind of gets lost in the haze after you just think, well, you can't imagine doing it without these guys, do you know? <laughs> and, um, but for, for me, I suppose, leading from my strengths, relationships are always important. So uh, I think, you know, I, I picked three people who I just naturally got along well with, um, but also uh, I felt were, were sufficiently different from me that it wasn't just going to be uh, people who just thought exactly the same way I did because then you've just got a team of yes people yeah. and uh, that's not going to help um, so and I think definitely as, as time has gone on we definitely see the variety of gifts and our differences when we go at something uh, you know one thing from different angles um, but that's great you know and um, you know so I think and you know I had a, a like, a good relationship with all three of you guys even before I asked, you know, uh, through different, Liz was already on the first communion team, uh, Nicola, uh, so help with the gardening, when we started that conversation, <laughs> yes. was starting, a, a gardening project had two years ago and we got talking, I thought, well, I like her, she's got some stuff. So, um, and then Bernard, who's the, the other member of the leadership team, um, I, I've known him probably the longest, even before I was parish priest here, because uh, he and I were both on the, the, the committee for um, uh, the John Bosco camp, a camp for boys that we run uh, just at the end of the diocese. So, um, and so when I came, I thought, hey, Bernard's my parishioner. That's great. So, I th so he was just, I mean, he's a very uh, empathetic, practical guy. And, uh, and I thought, yeah, I definitely look forward to working with him. So mm -hmm. um, that was a natural choice as well. So they felt like natural choices to make. 
Um, and Jordan, uh, Jordan has been on staff now for pretty much a year, so our relationship has developed over a long time. And, um, and he and I, in many ways, um, complement each other so well because um, we come at things from the opposite angle, but we know each other well enough now to almost know what the other guy's thinking. So, you know, so he often makes a decision with my way of thinking in mind, and then I come at things with his way of thinking in mind. So it's funny how we're so different, and yet when I bring something up, he's like, I was thinking the same thing. Because hmm. you know, you, you, you're adopting you the mindset. the same wavelength. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's funny how that works. You know, as, as you work together over time, you kind of naturally converge on, on a decision roughly around the same time, because you know the other person so well. Right. You know, and uh, I think that, that dynamic as well is kind of developing in our team. You know, like mm. Liz knows, for example, kind of the angle I'm going to take. So you can kind of take that into account when you bring your opposing viewpoint. You know? <laughs> uh, but um, that's great because it's, it's nice to feel appreciated for that. You know? Right. Yeah. Well, I've been, I've been with the production team, I've been able to travel around uh, the UK. I've been taking a lot of trains, tubes, trains, ta trains and tubes. I'm not quite sure what the difference is, but uh, they all look like trains to me. Um, and we've been going to some different places, and I'm, I'm, I'm actually really floored by some of the things I'm, I'm learning and seeing that's happening in, in the Catholic Church here in, in England. I'd love to get some of your thoughts. Like, how do you see the Catholic Church in England? Is it changing? Is there, is there transformation happening? I say, um, no, the Catholic Church is it's stuck in a rut. It's stuck in an age. Um, and unless it changes, um, it, it could be lost. Um, I, I've seen that personally from what we're doing here in St. Anne or in the, uh, Our Lady of Walsingham. Uh, my home parish um, is in Liverpool and I went back a couple of months ago and it was like stepping back in time to the way the Mass was celebrated. Mm. Um, the lack of a welcome walking through the door, the hymns that they were singing. Mm. So seeing that contrast, I firmly believe that what we're doing here is right. Um, the right thing to do, and maybe, with God's help, we can spread that out to the rest of the UK and mm -hmm. the rest of the world. Yeah, that's beautiful. I mean, that's always the hope, right? If if, uh, if some parishes are starting to, to, to see that success, for yeah. for us to be able to share it, I mean, that's that's the call. Mm. Yeah, I, I think Liz is, is 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 dead right. You know, um, it's funny how uh, that we we in a sense we need to start going out and, 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 and showing this to other parishes. Otherwise, you kind of get caught in your own bubble where everything's going great and you become oblivious to what's going on around you. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, uh, a lovely, uh, lovely parishioner. Um, she's been here for years and years and years. And um, when all the changes started coming about, she wasn't resistant, but she was reserved, shall we say. You know, but she's so faithful and so wonderful that she would never have uh, sort of said anything you know she'd very she'd come whatever the weather and um but she was in the house the other day and uh she said oh father i had a weekend away i was in york uh, with my husband and uh we went to mass there and she said gosh it's so different to what you know she said it was it was slow it was boring and you know she said and then she said the word she said was it's so different to what we've got used to in our parish do you know, I was like, wow. And there's one of the ones who was like a year ago was like, mm, I'm not too sure. But just by being in the atmosphere of joy, it become the new normal, do you know? And, uh, and that's, I mean, that's great. Um, but also, you know, 
it requires of us to, to go out because it is, a, is a, a missionary sort of impetus to go out and share this uh, so that, you know, that can become the new normal for all the parishes so that in 50 years' time, you know, when someone says, well, are you Catholics? You know, oh, yeah, of course we're missionary. Of course we want to make disciples. That's just that's who we are. You know? uh, some of the parishes that do divine renovation, that when they, especially when they start seeing that culture shift and things, and their parishes become more fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so, so when that starts to happen, there, there tends to be a buzz that happens in communities mm-hmm. around, and occasionally they get phone calls or visits. Is, has any of that stuff happened here yet? You, yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's, it's this bizarre situation, right? Like, so, uh, you know, uh, Ron, you know, in the coaching network, Ron is our coach, and uh, he sends a message to me in Jordan a couple weeks ago. He said, well, we want you to talk to the Archdiocese of Chicago uh, to talk about what's going on in your parish because, you know, uh, we want to work with them. I was like, wow, you know, who could have thought that a year ago that we'd be talking to these guys, you know? Yeah. And uh, like more closer to home, we've got uh, a, a, quite a few parish priests have come to us and say they, they kind of they kind of want the uh, the golden um, uh, the golden bullet, you know? They're kind of like, oh, we heard things going well. Show us how to run Alpha. You know, at first we were like, yeah, we really want to help with that, but then we thought no, because Alpha is not the beyond and end of it. It's our tool of evangelization for a much bigger projects, you know, for, you know to, to completely transform the parish. And um, so a few parishes are quicker on the uptake of that because, you know, you want quick results. And uh, we, so we're not about that. We're about the long-term growth. And um, so, but, you know, I, I had emails from Portugal, uh, Spain, you know, just because they see the Twitter and go, hey, we see what's going on in your parish. You know, can you help us? And like, we'd love to, but, you know, like we're, we're running full steam. So we, we push them onto you guys and network, you know, to increase that family. And um, so uh, the attention is get it, it is, it is, um, is exciting, you know, it, it really is. And um, it's kind of crazy, you know, it's, it's mad really. So I think, you know, we, you know, have had such a small beginning is kind of, you know. It's quite scary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it's amazing as well. Yeah. It's like that awakening and it's just, it's amazing just to see that, just to, and to be part of it and to experience it. And, I mean, and that's definitely my hope that this is going to be what church is like mm-hmm. rather than what people's experience is where it's you know, boring and mm-hmm. you just go to mass and you go back home that you're actually part of it and it's, you're involved in your community mm-hmm. and the community is the church and it's not just you know, on a Sunday where you go to mass and that's it mm-hmm. it's more part of you and, and that's, that's the amazing thing that we're, we're seeing here mm-hmm. It's that kind of web of relationships, mm. isn't it? I mean, my, my, my dream, like, so when I'm walking through Beckton around St. Mark's, like, cause that's the most busy area of all the shops and that kind of stuff, I think to myself, you know, in like 10, 15 years' time, like, like you, you're not going to be able to walk without bumping into a friend or someone who loves Jesus or, or be involved in that. So even if you're of no faith or a different faith, you're going to be caught in the web of relationships of people you know, mm. you know, and that's all going to be linked back to what's going on here, connect group membership, you know, yeah. with you know, all parishioners, you know, kind of driven in their desire to share, you know, what they have with others, you know, that, you know, there's no, no part of our parish or, or wherever a parishioner goes is, is going to be untouched by the gospel, mm. and that's going to be great. You know? That is, uh, that's mm. so beautiful. I think this is the perfect moment for us to, to stop because yeah. I think I, I love the way both of you spoke to sort of a hope of, of, of the future. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it, it, 
you know, it's such a privilege to be here, to see where you are on the journey right now, mm -hmm. uh, because you, you're, you're not at the very beginning anymore. Mm -hmm. you've, you've taken those early steps down mm -hmm. the path, and already you can see the fruit of it. You yeah. can see the fruit of it in, in your parishioners that I'm sitting next to, Father James. Yeah. Like, you can see the fruit of it in them and the passion that they mm -hmm. have, and what a joy it is for me to be able to experience it, because you can see the love that this community is building within itself, and it is a gorgeous and amazing thing. So thank you so much for, for being here today, and thank you for joining us. Uh, we're, we'll be, I think we're on the road again next week, so we'll do another podcast not from, from our Halifax studio. Uh, also, with the London, um, the London conference, the DR Day in London, which I believe is actually sold out, uh, at that event, we'll be launching our Divine Renovation app. So if you haven't yet downloaded our app, uh, please go to the App Store and download the Divine Renovation app where you'll get news, you'll get this podcast, other podcasts, and some other things we'll be releasing. And thank you so much for joining us.